in 1946, an organization was created that would bring the heart and soul out of the New York residents. That team has a 48% all-time winning percentage. According to a Forbes article on February 21st this year, New York Knicks are the highest valued team at a stunning price of $5 billion. A team that's only won 48% of their games all time and has never snatched a championship. Why am I talking about them today? Well, we're going to talk about how they're managing to bring hope to all the residents and fans in New York and the fans of the New York Knicks. Yo, what is up, everybody? It is your boy, Drip. Welcome back to another episode of The Buckets. I am so excited for this one. Every single episode, every single episode, I've wanted to talk about the Knicks because, oh my gosh, the stuff that they're doing, it doesn't seem like they should necessarily be able to since they've been bad or at least mediocre for so long. Now that they're pretty good again, it's pretty exciting. And just before I get into all that, there's a few things I need to say. One, LaMarcus Aldridge signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, all right. It's not too big of a move, okay? We shouldn't freak out about it. But it did happen, and he's another piece to my squad. And Andre Drummond signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. And in his first debut, he got injured. Wow. That is some horrifyingly bad luck right there. But anyways, let's get into what we were going to talk about today. The Knicks owe all their success this season to one man and one man alone. That is New York's savior, New York's literal lord himself, Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau has risen the defense to another level. He's given Julius Randle way more minutes, given him way more shot attempts. And he really brings out that New York work ethic that makes New York an amazing team, a really fun team to watch right now. Then again, if I were to say the second most important person, yeah, that is 100% Julius Randle. Julius Randle caught his first all-star appearance this year. Julius Randle is averaging 23.1 points a game. Julius Randle is shooting... 47% from the field with a pretty stunning 42% from the three-point line. That's pretty special. R.J. Barrett has finally seemed to wake up to the R.J. Barrett that we thought he would be back when he was drafted along with Zion Williamson. He is shooting 44% from field goal, and he is shooting a not stunningly spectacular but a pretty decent 34% from three. And he's averaging 17.5 points a game. That isn't too bad. Now, these real defense boys in the paint, talking about Reggie Bullock, well, who am I kidding? I'm talking about Mitchell Robinson. (laughs) Mitchell Robinson, while he has been injured and has been going out a lot, and he did get injured again the other day, which 
almost brought Derrick Rose to tears because it was indeed sad. But he is averaging a pretty stunning almost two blocks a game with 1.1 steals and 8.1 total rebounds. That's pretty great. So while I can't speak absolute volumes about New York's offense, oh my gosh, their defense. Their defense. These boys are first in the league in points allowed. Like, come on, let's clap it up. I mean, points not allowed technically. And first in the league, the same for three-pointers around allowed and opposition field goals allowed. So once again, while you can't speak absolute volumes about their offense because it isn't too solid, you can speak volumes about their defense. They're 100% top three in the league, if not number one, if not number one easily. Uh, their offense is like 30th. <laughs> But it doesn't matter since every single Knicks game, the score basically always is under 100 points. The only time that I've seen it go over that is against some teams like the Pacers or the Nets, which was an amazing game just because two New York teams. You got to love it. You got to love it. But yeah, it's you can basically owe all of that defensive change to the man, the myth, the legend. Tom Thibodeau and all the effort that these boys in New York are putting in. Now I want to talk about the steal of the draft, the steal of the draft that New York got. And I know people are saying Tyrese Halliburton's the steal of the draft. Tyrese Halliburton's like rookie of the year. Tyrese Halliburton was drafted like eighth. Emmanuel quickly went like 25th. Honestly, for where they were drafted, I think Emmanuel quickly is a hundred percent the steal of the draft. Are you kidding me? He's averaging 12.5 points a game while, while he's shooting. He's taking about 5.2 three-pointers a game, and he's only really hitting like one or two of them, which is – it really isn't that good, but he is shooting better than R.J. Barrett, which, I mean, hold on. Those don't even add up. <laughs> Anyways, he's, he's, a pretty, he's pretty solid. You can tell when he has the ball in his hands he's ready to score he's ready to drive he can kick it out to the teammates him and Obi Toppin seem to have pretty good chemistry going on and with Derrick Rose getting traded over to the Knicks Derrick Rose is an amazing amazing mentor for him I was a little upset because it means it's another thing for him to overcome before getting a starting spot but I was surprised when I found out Alfred Payton is starting over not only Emmanuel quickly but also Derrick Rose like wow they're averaging more points they're both averaging more points than him, actually. I mean, not not by too much, but 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 still, I don't know. Honestly, I wouldn't have Alfred Payton start over either of these guys. But the thing with Tom Thibodeau is you have to admire you have to admire him. I'm assuming Alfred Payton just has the best work ethic out of all of them. And if that's how Tom Thibodeau judges them, then I 100% agree with his decision. But when it comes to skill, I take Emmanuel quickly and Derek Rose over Alfred Payton any day. Now you got Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel has basically been protecting the paint while um, Mitchell Robinson's been away. And he's been doing a pretty solid job at it. He is averaging a spectacular two blocks a game, which, come on, clap it up. That's pretty amazing. Around six rebounds a game. And once again, while he isn't too good on the interior, per se, 
I mean, no, he is good on the interior, but while he isn't too good on offense per se, he's still an amazingly huge piece of the, the Knicks organization. And to be completely honest with you, I think that the Knicks proved to everyone that good, amazing defense should outright beat amazing offense. That saying, I mean, I think the Knicks' defense is on around the same level as Atlanta's offense. Brooklyn has spectacular offense. I didn't say spectacular. I didn't say amazing defense beats spectacular offense because Brooklyn have creators from all over the floor. These guys can score from anywhere. <laughs> They're ridiculous. But I do think that it has been pretty clear that having the best defense in the league really really does pay off now right now they're sixth in the league right on that 500 point which means they've won 24 they've lost 24 when it comes to the league as a total they're in 14th just because the the west is still to this day absolutely stacked the west i think will be stacked forever because what they 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 have an insane they just have insane players everywhere if some of the players in the west or teams in the west got switched to the east i promise you these guys would be making the playoffs instead of teams like Charlotte, which might make it, or Atlanta. But, I mean, yeah, it's still amazing for the Knicks. It's still amazing for New York, and it's really giving us all hope. Now let me get to the bottom line. I don't think this team, as it is, can win a championship. No one in their right mind thinks this team, as it is, can win a championship. I think that they can make a pretty nice playoff run, maybe maybe make the second round. But everyone knows this isn't a team that can win a championship. But this team sort of reminds me of a team, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, way back when, D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Robert Bart, they had the game, they had the winning culture. Everybody loved watching them. They loved what they were going to put up. D'Angelo Russell would always clinch these amazing game-winning shots. It was just an amazing team to watch. They had an amazing culture. It was great. The thing about having an amazing culture is it makes it very, very intriguing for free agents to sign with you. That's why people like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving signed with the Nets instead of the Knicks. Sure, a little bit of it has to do with Dolan, but honestly, I think it's that culture that really attracted Kyrie and KD. And now the Knicks have it. Now the Knicks have that culture that's going to attract free agents. So I wouldn't be surprised, and I can almost 100% bet on the Knicks are going to get a superstar or all-star in the next three or four years. And then, and then they're going to be a really big problem. But until then, I think we can all be put to rest just knowing that New York has a winning, attractive, amazing team once more. So thank you everybody for listening in to today's episode. I had so much fun making it. I've wanted to make this episode for so long, and the fact that I could finally make it is awesome. As of right now, today, while I usually record these on Fridays, today is Thursday, April 1st, because I won't be able to record one on Friday, yet this will be published on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So if anything goes down tonight, I will not know about it until later, but I will release a statement if anything were to go down on my Instagram, at thebuckets23. Check it out. But anyways, thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Drip, signing off. Peace.